This is News Talk. Well, as you can imagine, all the papers celebrating the joy over the Oscar nominations yesterday. It's on pretty much all of the front pages. Lovely picture on the front of the Irish Times of the team behind the film on Colleen Kuhn gathering at the Stella Cinema in Rathmines as the Oscar nomination was announced yesterday. So we've a record 14 nominations. And as Donald Clark writes on the front of the Irish Times, Colin Barrides and Colleen Kuhn, a modestly budgeted Irish language production has been nominated for Best International Film at the Oscars on a day that saw the nation register by far its best ever results at this stage of the Oscar calendar. 14 nominations there. We have 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8 nominations for The Banshees of Inish Aaron. We have Paul Meskel up for Best Actor and After Sun, as we mentioned on Colleen Kuhn for Best International Film. Uh, even Avatar, Best Visual Effects, Richard Bainham. The Elvis Movie, Best Editing, Jonathan Redmond. And an Irish Goodbye, Best Live Action Short, Tom Berkeley and Ross White. Huge congratulations to all of them. I do feel like a little bit of a Philistine though because I haven't seen any of the films. So obviously very, very uncultured. Need to see some of those. Uh, and I was listening to The Hard Shoulder with Kieran here on News Talk yesterday and he was saying sometimes when something's Irish we feel that we have to like it and we're not really sure is it good or not but you feel you have to like it because it's Irish but this is proof as he was saying that independently they're excellent because the Oscars Academy doesn't care if it's Irish or not they only base it on it being a good film or not so uh, we can take comfort in that so well done to all of those and roll on March now the Irish Independent front page uh, this is always something that gets people talking the government jet because we're going to have to replace it. The government jet used to fly the Taoiseach, ministers and the president is getting old and it has to be replaced by 2024 at the latest. The Learjet is becoming less reliable and it's going to have to be replaced next year. That's what the Tónishtha has been told by his officials. So now the government has to decide whether it's going to agree with the recommendation to buy a new aircraft. The last one was bought for 8 million quid. I'm sure a new one would cost more than that because that was back in 2004. So we have had the jet for a while, but I'm sure people, some people will say in a cost of living crisis, do we have whatever it's going to cost, 10, 15, 20 million to spend on a jet to fly our politicians around. But anyway, has to be replaced, use it or lose it. Uh, The Irish Examiner front page looks at the asylum seekers crisis and it says that asylum seekers are going to be forced to sleep on the streets as the government struggles to get accommodation to take new arrivals from countries other than Ukraine. Uh, With the closure of City West Hub, now government sources said there are still options for Ukrainians, but huge difficulties getting hotel providers to take people coming from Somalia, Algeria, Nigeria and Georgia. And apparently it's most difficult when they're trying to find accommodation for single men from these countries. So it's hard to find the accommodation and the fear is that they'll come to Ireland fleeing all sorts from their own country and then be forced to sleep on the streets. The average daily mail back home workers face levy to park 
at their office. As someone who parks at the office, uh, I'm interested in this particular story. Employers face being charged to keep car parking spaces for their staff in Dublin under new proposals from the NTA. It's one of the measures that the NTA is likely to take to reduce the number of cars that enter the city centre. The proposal is part of the dramatic new Greater Dublin Area Transport Plan published earlier this week so bosses could be charged to keep car parking spaces for their staff. I will say, in fairness, I drive home via the canal an awful lot of cars. Now, I am one of them. I am holding my hands up, but there are a lot of cars on the canal in the morning. And you do wonder, does everybody have to be behind the wheel? But if we can get a bus to pick me up at four o'clock in the morning from my house, uh, then I'll definitely get it. The Irish Daily Star, McGregor accuser's car set on fire. A woman who accused Conor McGregor of attacking her aboard his yacht in Spain has had her car set on fire. The attack is not connected to the claims she made against McGregor last year and Conor McGregor's uh, legal representatives quoted in a number of the papers saying he is steadfast in his denial of all, all allegations of assault there. So that's on the front of the star and a number of the other papers this morning. And the Irish Sun, Enoch Knock, Who's There, Not You Again is the headline. Uh, this is the news that teacher Enoch Burke tried twice to get into the school he was sacked from last week. Very interesting, some photographers were outside the school at half eight yesterday morning. Obviously had some indication that Enoch Burke was going to turn up or maybe they just sit outside the school all day, every day now in case he shows up. The Irish Examiner is an interesting one about energy and reducing energy. So obviously we're being helped with our energy bills at the moment and you would think that being told here's how you can save money would be reason for people to reduce their energy but it turns out it's not. So offering consumers financial incentives to cut down on their energy use can backfire and recent research has suggested that framing campaigns around financial savings had no effect on people's intentions to save energy. A trial campaign on consumers' energy saving behaviours showed they were driven much more by concern about climate change rather than the cost of living. This is, according to the SEAI in the Examiner, essentially people aren't looking to save money when they reduce their energy use. It's more about helping the environment, which is an interesting one. Now, in the mirror, there was a lot of news yesterday, so you may not have heard this. Publicans have applied to UNESCO to have Irish pubs recognised as special world heritage sites. This was announced at a Dáil Committee last night. The Vintners Federation of Ireland has formally written to the UN uh, overseeing the protection of unique cultural heritage to protect the rural Irish pub which is an interesting one. And they think if they get UNESCO protection, it'll help maybe to save rural pubs. And so many people love Irish pubs, of course, and the idea that you can have a cosy drink at the fire. Uh, I was in a pub recently where there were two dogs lying in front of the fire. It's all kind of magical. But then on the other hand, we are a country trying to get people to reduce alcohol consumption. So some people might wonder, should we then start protecting pubs uh, and giving them UN special 
protection. You can read more about that in the mirror. Big campaign in the star. A girls soccer coach has started a campaign to get rid of homework because he believes it's stopping young people from taking part in sport. Dave Hewitt has said he's been encouraged to continue his battle after President Michael D. Higgins called for it to be banned. And Dave Hewitt is behind the Sport Over Homework page on Facebook, essentially saying that because of homework in the evenings, young people don't take up sports because there just aren't enough hours in the day. You know, if you're in school from nine to four, then you go home, get a bit of dinner. Your choice is, do you do the homework you've been given or do you go off to training for an hour, hour and a half? So he wants homework to be banned. Um, And that issue of homework being banned and the president's comments on social media, it would seem the vast, vast, vast majority of people agree with Michael D. Higgins that we should get rid of homework. Staying with school, final story for you comes from the Times of of London. I know a lot of people actually enjoy going skiing, but there's bad news if you're going skiing during the midterm break because the ski holidays, according to the Times of London, of hundreds of thousands of people are at risk from plans by French unions to shut down ski lifts over the February midterm. They're escalating their dispute over pension reforms. So the two main unions who look after the ski lifts and seasonal workers have announced unlimited strike action from January 31st. And they're targeting walkouts, which would affect the midterm break plans of Irish families, of British families, of people from particularly all over Europe. And this is at a time when the ski resorts will be their busiest. It's the busiest period. And it looks like scores of ski stations and some ski resorts could have to close down in February. So just keep an eye on that if you are off skiing. On 106 to 108 FM and Newstalk.com. This, this is Newstalk.